Welcome to Sister Speak, The Walking Dead, where we discuss season three of the AMC series, The Walking Dead, from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to episode four. Let's get started. Okay. All right. Here we, we are go. back with another podcast for episode four of season three of The Walking Dead titled Killer Within. Mm-hmm. And this was a awesome. What well, this was a mind f of well. First episode. of all, before we get into the actual chronology Ooh. of what happened, I just have to say, you know, all of the all of the episodes to me are very good and they're really intense and everything. This is the one episode where, from the very beginning scene to the ending scene, I was just. Hyped up. I was, I was just feeling real nervous and intense and and scared and every, it was awesome. It was great. I felt that in every episode since the very beginning of the season. <laughs> so I didn't feel it in the, in the last episode, was, but this one was so intense. Was intense. Oh my god! From start to finish. Well, first well, of all, I agree. It wasn't as intense as episode no. three. But, or episode three wasn't as intense as this, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've been on the edge of my seat the whole. Okay, time. well, first of all, take a drink, everybody. Oh, some some as as so far unidentified person is scattering all these deer car- this deer carcasses around. Uh, well, we know one thing: it's a brown hand. It's a brown hand, so it's a black man. Well, a brown mm-hmm. person. Yeah. At the time, we don't know who. Right. We don't know who. We think, what the hell? Anyway, he's... Well, wait, he's got a gas can and a deer carcass. And a deer carcass. So he's putting out the deer carcass to obviously attract walkers. But then he's got some deer parts that he done cut out to put in other parts of the, the, the yard to attract walkers. You know? And we're thinking, what the... Well, he... Why? The person first... You know, lures him in with part of the deer. Yep. As soon as he axes open the chain and opens up the gate, then he puts that heart right at the entrance of the gate. So you know he wants to leave like a trail. A trail. Like the Reese's Pieces for E.T. Yeah. <laughs> that is excellent. That's is exactly what it is like. For the zombies. And I'm thinking, well, who is this motherfucker and who is yeah. he trying to kill? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So anyway, so then we see... um. Rick, Rick and them. T-Dog, and Carol. And Rick's talking about, well, we need to move our cars in. We need to burn up the bodies. Mm-hmm. And I think it was T-Dog that says, well, shit, where's Maggie? Oh, no, it's Carol. Where's Maggie and Glenn? We can use some help. And so they find out that they're in the guard tower knocking boots. They having sex. Knocking. Mm-hmm. Bumping uglies. Mm-hmm. But Axel and Oscar come up. And they're begging to be a part of the group. And I'm thinking, how'd they get out? Well, I thought not, they locked them in their cell. They're not. Well, they are, but they can all go outside. Okay. So that's okay. Okay. Because I, I wasn't quite good at that. Yeah. They, and they're not actually out. Out. That's true. They're just like on their side, I think. Mm-hmm. No, well, no, I they think are they're out. out. Yeah. They're out. They are out. I guess they're excited. Yeah. They're so Because blocked. Rick is walking up on them like, what the fuck? Excuse me, what the hell y'all doing? Well, I think it's because their cell block leads to the outside, exactly. just like the other one. So, 
Anyway, Axel, and you know what? What was the, what's the black dude's name? Oscar. That's right. Excuse me, Oscar. I forgot that from last time. Mm-hmm. Axel's, hey man, we can't stand that. Axel is, Axel is talking. I like Axel though. I do, I do. He is talking. He's like, we can't stand there another minute. Uh, you know, it is too, uh, it's too much for us. We mm-hmm. cannot be in there. All of our friends' bodies, these were our friends. We've had to drag them out. And they say that wherever they're dragging the bodies out, they can't really go out and burn them because yeah. there's walkers. So as soon as they drop a body, yeah. the walkers eat them up. Yeah. That's jacked. Yeah. But hey, you like, know. But I'm with them. I couldn't. I said so, this last time I couldn't do it. In that so T-Dog wants to let them join their group. And well, Rick don't want them. Rick's like, uh, hey, we had a deal. It's your cell block or it's outside. Mm-hmm. And then as he gets to talking, as Oscar gets to talking about, well, you ain't no different than the fools that was I was in prison with. Exactly. Then Rick, you can see he's kind of feeling a little bit bad. Exactly. And he turns around, looks at Daryl, and Daryl's like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> I like Daryl, though. Hell to the But now, okay, look. Now, see, Carol's got the head wrap on. Well, yeah. But okay. anyway, so um, they're begging, you know, Oscar ain't begging, but Axel is begging to to Axel let talking us join though. the group. Mm-hmm. Rick ain't buying it. He tells him, "Look, it is what it is. It's either the cell block or it's outside." So when they get ready to kind of leave and go back to what they were doing, you know, well, they lock them back in the. In the yard, anyway. Actually, I think they locked them in that um, entrance area. That yes, long entrance they did. Area. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when they um, do that, T Dog saying, "Look, you know, how can we not let them be part of the group? We, I was alone and became part of a group. Mm-hmm. All of us became part of a group at some point, and all the rest of them were like." Oh no, these are strangers. I don't feel comfortable with that. Well, they're what saying, is, and they're look, convicts. Look, we fought so hard just to maintain our group, you know, and, and that's the point Carol's trying to make. But they're convicts. convicts. They convicted for a reason, yes. y'all. They in prison for a reason, y'all. Yeah, you know. And that's what they saying. And even Daryl says, "Look, I could have been one of these guys." Yeah, but. But they need to, they can deal with the streets like we Dale had me dying to I'm like, like yeah, it. I grew up just like these guys and I could have been one of these guys in prison. However, hell to the no. Hell to the no. They got to go. <laughs> <laughs> he then, had me dying. And then Rick tells this little sobbish type story. Mm. Not really a sob story, but not really. A story about when he was a rookie, arrested this kid. Who killed his girlfriend. He cried and cried and blubbered and blubbered. And he suckered the jury. Yeah. Got off. Two weeks later, he killed, killed another person. Else. So killed another woman. Rick's like, it is what it is. Let them fend for they sell. Yeah. Which I tend to... I agree and disagree. I agree they should let them fend for themselves. But I didn't really agree with him trying to kill them all up. Well, what I got from that scene, two. other than the words, was T-Dog had a big-ass neck. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> T-Dog had a thick neck. He does have a thick Woo. neck. And then they flashed to, Mich- to Woodbury and Michonne. I'm loving this scene because Michonne Oops. is strutting. Honey. She is walking, but she is She's so shapely and everything. She's walking just representing. That perimeter. She is and walking that liked, perimeter. What I liked is that she immediately is trying to go and see. Yep. 
what, what really happened? What happened with them trucks they brought yeah. back? There's bullet holes in the, in the truck. truck and everything. Wait, but bullet holes with fresh blood in them. Yeah. Like, still wet blood. Yeah. So it ain't old. Yeah. So she gets off the, one of the trucks, walks around a corner, and there, of course, is the governor lurking. Oh, yeah. Lurking with his creepy ass. Well, because he's watching her because he wants to recruit her. Well, he no, that ain't why. Yeah. That's I what he says. But I think he's watching her because he knows she's smart. Yeah. And she could get out. Yeah. But, oh, he's just creepy, just lurking and shit. Mm-hmm. And she's asking him some questions. Well, he's saying, well, it's a shame that you guys are leaving, but I could really use a soldier like you. Mm-hmm. And she's telling him, well, you're doing fine the way it is. It's like, yeah, but we really need you. So then she starts saying, well, you know, it's a shame that them soldiers didn't survive. Yeah. You'd think that one of them would have got away. And he's like, well, you know. The biters just got there before we did. And she's like, hmm, well, um, the biters think they know how to shoot. Mm-hmm. And she looks at all them fresh bullets. And he all really looked like holes. he didn't know what to say. I mean, he has an answer for everything, but that was one. Right. But he, he, like, he walks behind her, see, and she don't even turn around. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. But what I, what I liked is, though, he always has an answer for everything, mm-hmm. but that he didn't have an answer for. He just kind of was quiet and changed the subject. You know? Yeah. But anyway, so, um, she kind of, she kind of tells him, well, you know, we gonna leave. We do what we do. We still want our, our weapons, and then she kind of challenges him again about yeah. the the pilot dying. Yeah, she or well, she questions him about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the next scene with with her and Andrea, she well, they have you a map. skipping a whole bunch of stuff. No, I just go to that oh, okay. instead of going back to the jail. okay okay. Um, the next scene with her and Andrea, she they have a, a couple of maps out on the bed, and she's telling Andrea that she wants to go to the coast. And maybe if if it's not too dangerous, find an island. And Andrea and um, Andrea says, "Well, what if it isn't safe?" And she's like, "Well, then we'll just keep wandering up the coast." Hmm. And so um, then they go back to the prison. Well, there's a whole bunch of stuff in between that scene that you just mentioned. No, I just didn't go back to it, Sister mm. J, so we could get to the characters and not mm-hmm. scene by scene. But oh, anyway, wow. let's do scene by scene like you want to do. Go. Yeah, because that makes more sense, it seems to me. Well, we've done So after after uh, uh, Michonne is questioning the governor about all oh, the bullets. Sister J, we just went the, through that. All the bullet holes Why are shit. you being belligerent? Because they're back at the prison. Yes. And, and Rick is um, telling Glenn to give Axel and Oscar a week's worth of food and leave them in there. No, you skipped that. You skipped some stuff. Oh, but anyway, go ahead. Okay. You just had to go back to this That's part. right. That's true. Anyway. Well, they're trying to move all the cars and shit. And Axel, over to the C block. So that Axel way, if they have a, a, a quick getaway, they can get out in there. That's the purpose of it. Axel notices Daryl's bike and is trying to strike up a conversation with him about the motorcycle. That's true. And Daryl ain't having nothing of it. And Oscar's like, man, have some balls. Quit trying. That's true. Anywho, and they they got some crutches for Herschel, yeah. So Carl, he can hobble Beth, around. And Lori, 
come into Herschel's little cell block with some crutches. And he's like, oh, this feels good. Let me, I think I want to walk as he's falling down and shit. So they um, walk with Herschel and they head out to the yard mm-hmm. outside. At the same time, Rick, Daryl, and Glenn are talking about getting some firewood outside of the prison fence. Right. So they can burn up them bodies. And Which Carol, I think is smart. Well, yeah. And Carol and T-Dog are parking up the cars. Mm-hmm. And that's when Glenn, uh, Rick is telling Glenn about um, going ahead to burn the bodies so that, you know, even though it might bring attention... Because there were a couple of walkers walking around. Mm-hmm. They want to just get rid of the bodies for good and mm-hmm. not have to worry about rotten bodies in the um, in their area where they're going to try to grow That's crops true. and shit. Anywho, at this point, they're showing T-Dog and Carol parking the cars. cars mm-hmm. And Carl, Lori, Beth, and Herschel are walking in the crutches. And Rick right. and Glenn and everybody turns around. They all kind of look at each other because they're seeing Herschel walking. Right. They're all like celebrating that Herschel's at least walking on some crutches. Now, this is a part that kind of annoyed me because. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I felt the same way. As they're watching, you know, Rick and them is watching Herschel and them. Lori is looking at Rick grinning. Rick is looking, in my opinion, at Herschel, but she thinks he's looking at her. Lori, Lori. yes. And I'm like, he ain't looking at you, chick. Yeah. He ain't said What was all that? She just all, you know, grinning and demure. I'm thinking, but I'm thinking the same thing. He ain't looking at you. He's glad that Herschel's on some damn crutches. crutches. Well, that's what you think. But in the next scene, I'm thinking maybe she's right. Mm, well, because they show Carl and them walking with Herschel around the Kona or they pan around wow. Carl and there's a whole gang of fucking walkers. A whole walkers, gang of walkers. Just out of the blue. And I'm thinking, where the fuck did they come from? Well, whoever well, from was, that gate. Whoever was putting those those body yeah. parts out from so that they deer. they turn around and start shooting. At this point, Rick and them are like, holy shit. And they start running, but they have a long way away. They are, well, see, they're on the they're, they're on the, the outside. They're that little inside corridor fence, fence right. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they are. So I'm saying, where the hell do these fuckers come from? Mm-hmm. Rick starts running and and yelling, "Lori, Lori!" And that's what pissed me off because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you ain't said two words to this bitch in I don't know how many episodes. Three, well, really two episodes, and all of a sudden now you're gonna be yelling, Lori, Lori. I thought at well, least he said but, Carl, but Carl I mean, or something. She is, she is pregnant, so you know. So that's a, that's what made me think. Yeah, maybe he was grinning at her and not Herschel. You I know, just, I just took it like he was grinning at Herschel, <sighs> and that Lori I mistook it for. Well, until he, was he grinning yelled her, at her name, that's what I thought. Oh, look. Mm. Mm-hmm. So then Glenn starts running, and I'm thinking, uh, who's going to shut the gosh darn gate? Gate. Because nobody tied it up. And he's so busy trying to hurry up, I'm thinking, he probably didn't tie that shit right. Mm-hmm. You know? But he does go back and try to start tying it up. Because mm-hmm. at that point, then they have zombies 
everywhere coming, coming out from the outside mm-hmm. yeah and all of a sudden now there's zombies everywhere everywhere they coming from all sides and i'm thinking what the hell where do these fools come from even if they did open the gate there were that many zombies floating yeah. around yeah there was because he called them he had probably half a day to lure him there with the deer and stuff. That's true. I mean, loud. we know loud noises. Well, there wasn't no loud noises at that right. point. Right, but we also know the smell of blood brings them, well, too. Anyway, so, you know, Rick and them is running. T-Dog is shooting as well as Lori and Carl. And they're all saying, the gate is open, the gate is open. And, and you know, they don't have time to, to, to figure out, well, how'd the damn gate get open? No, they don't worry about that. No. They're trying just to live. So Carl, Lori, and Maggie all run behind this one gate and go into the door to go in to their cell block. Mm-hmm. Um, Herschel and Beth locked themselves up in this little gated area, which was smart, and held it close yeah. with the crutches. But when Lori and them go back in the cell block, there's zombies in the gosh Everywhere in C block. Yeah, which I'm thinking, well, yeah. how the hell... Did them zombies get in there? Because he let them in there. That person. So then Rick and them are so busy trying to struggle with the damn key that T-Dog and Carol are left alone. T-Dog is trying to uh, close up the gate that is open and ain't paying no attention and neither is fucking Carol. And a zombie walk up behind him and take a chunk and out And take a chunk out of T-Dog. Damn! And I was like, no, T-Dog, No! Because they can't, you can't cut off a damn shoulder. No, you can't. It's like a big tiny, the same place, yeah, really. Yeah, same place. And you can't cut that off. And Carol is is yelling at him, so she, she you know, lets him into the, to the prison. And they, of course, shut the door. But damn, he, T-Dog is already bit. He's bit. And, I, and I'm thinking. Oh, my goodness. What, I was so mad. I was, well. You know, the first thing I said, don't you? Yeah. I said, See, Brother man, gotta no, go. No, it was, I knew they had too many black people on the too show. Too many black people. They can't introduce new black people and not get rid of some of the old ones. Because yeah. that means there's too many of us, homie. Too many of them in there. Mm-hmm. You know? We got mm-hmm. Michonne. We had T-Dog. We had the new Oscar. They already killed Tiny. Mm. You know? Yep. There's That's too right. many they, of them. They killed Big and, Tiny. Um, the dude, whatever his name is, Crowley or uh, the other dude, one of the soldiers on uh, the governor camp in Woodbury. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, there's too many black folks. Apparently yeah. they had to clear one off. Yeah. And there go T-Dog, one of the ones I want to see. You know, I was upset. I was really mad. I was hollering at the TV. Mm-hmm. I, my, oh. But anyway, okay. Everybody makes it in the prison, but they're all like separate little areas. Yeah. You know? Okay. Carol is kind of just like wandering the halls, no, her and Tito. They're not wandering, they're running. Well, they're running. And she's but- telling him, you know, he needs to, he's trying to tell her he's going to find a way out of the tunnel for her. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, we need to go, you know, we need, you need to sit down. He's like, it's too late for me. I want to find you a way out. Yeah. God is going to help make get make this work where I can find a way out for you. Mm, mm, mm. 
If I was her, though, I probably wouldn't have ran with him because he would have been turning soon. Yeah, he would have been. But, you know, that was her friend, so, you know. And she said, "This is hey, this is the mantra of our group. We don't leave anybody. Yeah. Which I kind of like that, but still. And Lori and Maggie and Carl, they make it down to the boiler room. Yeah, that's what that mechanical was. room or something. It's the boiler room. Which I kept thinking, car. You know, when they went into that little room, and well, before they even get to the damn room, she's pausing because she's having contractions. Like oh, contractions, she getting ready to have that baby, and I'm and she's doing all that grunting. I'm like, bitch, you got to shut the <laughs> fuck up. Man. She was making a lot of noise. You got to hush that shit up <laughs> because that's what's gonna bring them suckers in. Yes, it is. Mm. But it was cool that he couldn't get the door closed. But they didn't see them go in there, and they were right. quiet, so they just went on by, which I was thankful for, because I didn't want, you know, them mm-hmm. to be eaten up. Um, mm-hmm. So, anyway, at this point, at this time, back in Woodbury, because it keeps going back yeah, and forth. because they went back and forth this yeah. time. Andrea is showing Merle on a map where the relative location of the farm was. You know what? I was so mad at her for doing that shit. Why? Because she talked too damn much. Yeah, now we know. Damn. She talked too damn much. Well, I mean, now we know, but I mean, I don't mind her telling Merle, but now that I know Merle's turning around and telling the governor, I don't like it. But I don't mind her telling Merle where his brother was last seen. Well, I don't like it. I didn't like it. I was irritated. (laughs) I was. I was irritated. I thought, damn, shut your mouth. Anyway, and so she's asking him, he, he, he actually asked her why she's doing it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, if I had family out there, I'd want to know. Oh you know, yeah. I'd wow. know. No, that bitch just can't keep him out yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they trying to ascribe to her some noble thing. No, no, she just can't keep him out yet. And, um, so then she's asking him questions about the governor. Yeah. Is he a good man? And Merle of course he's going to say, yeah. Say, yes, he is. You know, this lying ass. Lying ass. Lying ass. So back at the prison. Oh, Lord. You know, by this point, Rick and them have made it up to the yard, and they kill up the zombies that are in there. And um, But that siren is going off. Well, all of a sudden. Somebody si- activated well, the siren. Glenn says. That gate was broke. There was no way that they just came through. Somebody right. broke that gate chain And then the off. siren went and off. And so Rick, and they all look at the um, Oscar and Axel. And before they can even get over there, the siren goes off. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is this? This is not good. Some, it ain't Axel or Oscar. It's somebody and else. And so they run. Yeah, so they because run Because the siren went off. Which, what did I say in episode one? Mm-hmm. When Herschel got bit. Yeah. Why didn't they make a bunch of fucking noise and just wait for them suckers to come out? Yep. Wait in that area. Yep. With, um, where they can close off the little walkway. Yep. And kill and them off. kill them off in there. Why did they not do that? But. Because now. It was my understanding. going off and now right. all these zombies. But it was my understanding that these zombies that they encounter now. It's because whoever was doing all that shit opened the gate. But he also opened the door to the prison. Let all them zombies in there. Well, or the ones that were in there to come out. Right. Well, I don't know. 
It just seems like an awful yeah, lot. Yeah, I don't know. An awful lot of new zombies to Yeah, me, it did. If they were new. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, anyway, so they talk to Oscar and he says, well, obviously someone's turned on the backup generator. That's yep. got to be where we've got to go to get that turned off because mm-hmm. I think that's where the sirens run or the, the PA system or whatever. But meanwhile, while they deal with that in the boiler room, damn, Lori is going in the label. Oh, and this was awful. She was grunting and she was standing up like a cow. Wait a minute, though. Or a horse. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> they, Maggie says, let's take your pants off. And she starts breathing hard, you know, doing yeah. her little exercises. Yeah. And poor little Carl's like, what's wrong with her? She can't breathe. He <laughs> don't know shit. <laughs> So she lays down on the floor. Maggie takes her pants off and she goes, I've got to push and stands the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Who's going to stand up and push? Knowing, first of all, who's going to stand up and push? It hey, don't make no sense to me. This is TV. Second of all, who's going to stand up to have a baby on a fucking concrete floor so you know when the baby slides out, it's going to hit the gosh darn concrete. Who would do that? <laughs> Maybe she wanted it conked all day. Because <laughs> <laughs> maybe she was convinced she was going to have a zombie baby, so she figured, hey, you know, I don't know. But that, that, was that was Who stupid. That was stupid. Who is going to stand up, first of all, when you're having contractions? You're not. And then, if you are standing up and just so happen to be walking while it happens, why would you then stand up and push on purpose? I'm telling you, the reason is because a 20-something wrote this shit. No, a man no, wrote this. No, that's what I'm talking about. Like a 20-something man, man wrote this shit. Wrote that she should be holding her damn belly the whole time. Exactly. Now, at least in this instance, it didn't annoy me because, look... When you're running, you should hold your belly if you're pregnant. Because, hey, you want to l- make it as less, as least amount of jostling for that baby as possible. Mm. So that didn't annoy me. But why the hell would you stand up to have your baby? Mm. And then all that grunting and stuff, ooh, it, I couldn't hardly yeah. handle it. Well, but meantime, before we get ready for her to have the baby, we back at Woodbury and Merle is questioning the governor. He's actually asking the governor for permission to go look for his brother. Because Andrea, uh, no. Andrea has told him uh, more about where they were last located and all that kind of shit. You don't ask for permission. He yes, says, he does. No, he didn't. He says, I'm thinking about taking Crowley and well, so-and-so. that's the same thing. On a little mission later in the week. And the governor says, I can't risk having you gone. No. I yeah. want to have you here. Yeah. And Merle says, it's my brother. And, governor and the governor says, yeah, but gives you him know like what? a side eye and starts thinking, hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I tell you what. Get some mm-hmm. more information. And then I'll go with you. And I'll go with you myself. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, oh, shit. You don't want him going with you. Because you're going to get a bullet in the back yeah, of your but, head. But Merle knows that. And I bet you Merle will put a bullet in him before you put one in, in Daryl. I don't know. I think but, so. Merle, the look on Merle's face, you could tell. He's like, mm, he's this is all bullshit. Yeah. 
if I want to leave, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. So I really feel so like then, that's when we're back at the, the cell block or the prison. And Rick and who is it? Rick and Glenn and Daryl. Yeah. And Axel and Oscar, because see, they're with them now. And they all like separate into teams. And because they're looking for Lori, T Dog, uh, uh, Carol, and Maggie. I mean, they're looking for them because they don't know where they went. No. Because T Dog and, and Carol are together. Yeah. But they don't know that. And Carl and Maggie and Lori are together in the boiler room. But T Dog and Maggie, excuse me, T Dog and Carol, they're just. Going, they go down this long corridor, and there's a whole bunch of bunches. Well, there's of walkers. probably like four or five. Yeah, there's so bunches. T dog, because they don't he have rushes no bullets. Them. Right, he bum he rushes, rushes them to tackle him and says, "Run, Carol, go!" And she does. But in the meantime, he's getting ate the fuck up. That was the best dying scene Ooh, ever, no, though. Awful. Oh no. T-Dog went out oh. a hero, though. Oh. Brother Man went out a hero. T-Dog. But that was, a, well, okay. I really hated to see T-Dog die. And when it was happening, I was yelling at the TV. But I had to admit, that was the most awesome dying scene on The Walking Dead so far. Because I mean, they showed- everybody else, you know, they shoot them in the head or they machete them in the head or they decapitate them. Uh-uh, they showed T-Dog getting bit I mean, he bit was getting bit up. up. They bit a piece out of his neck. And out of his neck. Blood was gushing, and he saw it. It, it, it was, was actually kind of cool. It was up. cool. It was cool. Now, his prosthetic looked like his skin. Real, yeah. It looked have real. that neck pulled off. And, I mean, poor T-Dog went out with a bang, Ooh, though. That was awful. It was awful. But oh. I was so shocked. I said, no! They can't kill T-Dog! I know. I was like, no, no! You know, I knew, I knew he was going to turn into a zombie. Yeah, I didn't well, want him to get ate up. By I didn't want zombie. him to get ate up. So I guess if you're ate up, you don't turn into a zombie. Yeah, you do if they don't eat your head. Yeah, but you can't go nowhere because your body can't move. They eating you up. Well, remember that zombie in the first episode where it didn't have no legs? It was still trying to get somewhere. Well, but hey, it can't get nowhere though. It do. They pull themselves up with their hands. Mm. Okay, so then we're back to Woodbury and Andrea and the governor. Good Lord. I'm getting bored with these well, people already. Yeah, she's, I guess, thinking she's going to say goodbye or some bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. She, she's just flirting with the shit. Yeah. Drinking it. And, she, and you know that when she says, ooh, I haven't had that drink in so long, I'd probably be drunk on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> And then, what does she do? Give me a drink. Oh, please. Come on now. And if I, I was if I was women, particularly white blonde women, I would be pissed. Because they always paint them this way. You know? Damn. Anyway. So, well, you know. He, she's telling, you know, he's telling her. Mm. He's asking her where y'all gonna go. And what does she fucking do? Tell. The coast. Yeah, she what? tells. Because, because she runs her damn, damn mouth, mouth too much. And that even before she started drinking. Yes. She wasn't even drunk. Where y'all going after you leave? Shit. The coast. Michonne thinks it'll be safer. Yeah. Telling all her effing business. All, telling all the damn business. Damn. 
I and you can see him watching Michonne going to have to cut this bitch loose. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. If Michonne wanted to buy, she's going to have to cut this bitch loose. Well, and you know, you can see him while she's talking. You know, she's looking away and looking down and drinking and shit. You can see him just watching Oh, her. he's scheming. Watching her. Oh, hell yeah. He know how to play that. And he's telling her about his wife uh, and daughter that he had. Mm-hmm. His family. And that his wife died in a car accident before the whole zombie apocalypse. Yeah, well, mm. that's what he said. I don't know if I said. believe that. He might have killed her ass. Yep. For all we know. Well, she might have been a zombie. Became mm-hmm. a zombie or something. And and Andrea's just grinning and looking at him. Shinning and and looking grinning. in his eyes and flirting and stuff. Oh, please well, give I me mean, a break. She, she acts like she's still going to go. And he says, well... Uh, we'll have your weapons waiting for you when y'all get Yeah, he's lying ass. And then he tells her, well, you know, if you ever need to, if it gets too hard, come back. And then he tells her his name is Philip. That ain't his name. Trust me, it ain't his name. When he he told her his name, I said, "Uh uh-oh, she dead now. Well, no, what I said was, oh, that bitch is lying. His he, he's that not, man is lying. That is not his name. He ain't telling her. He is not telling her his, his real name. name. No, no, he's lying. He he's plotting. He know how to play her. She's so stupid. She is stupid. And told all their fucking business. All their business. Where are they going? What they gonna do? Oh, please. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So back at the jail. Yeah. They the guys Rick, Rick Oscar and Daryl. They go to the generator room. That's where we at now. Where they find Andrew who's still alive. That motherfucker. Yes. He's the one that did it. That and I was like, wait, when he come out the shadows, I was like, who is this scrawny motherfucker? Oh, I knew right away that little twerp. Because he's yep. shorter than everybody else. Yep. But evidently, he okay, this is what I think. When Rick heard him yelling, when he locked him outside with them zombies, yeah. I bet that little motherfucker, because he's little, he <laughs> just weaseled through. He cl- No, he climbed that fence. Oh, well, that's what I would have tried he to do. He climbed that fence, and he got over. Yeah. And that's what he did. That's how he survived. Yeah. And now he's fighting with Rick in the boiler room. With an axe. With an axe. I thought to and myself. And Daryl is holding the door. <clears throat> And so, Oscar picks up Rick's gun because Rick done, the gun's knocked out of Rick's hand. I'm glad Oscar shot Andrew, though. Yeah, he had to. He had to shoot Andrew. Because Andrew don't know shit and Rick and them do. So Rick and them who's going to help you survive a little better? Exactly. And look at Daryl. Daryl is ready to punch Oscar. No, stab. Out. That's what I mean. Stab he got the knife the ready. Head. He ready to stab Oscar up. Now, where is Glenn at this point? I missed that part. Where did Glenn go? Because he wasn't in there. He got separated. Oh, he did? He got separated, uh, yes. Okay. Well, I didn't see where Glenn but went. But that was long ago. Point. He got separated. Yeah. I guess he's still outside. Right. So, I don't know. So, anyway, <laughs> but I was happy when Oscar shot Andrew, though. Yeah, he needed to go. Because Andrew had to go. That was shitty shit. Knowing what the walkers do, and he let all those walkers in there. All of them in there. All of them in there. You know? So, So, yeah. we're back 
Um, in the boiler room. We're back in the boiler room with Carol. <clears throat> she finally, or not Carol, Lori. Finally, and Maggie her and Carl pregnant ass down like you really should. And Maggie's, you know, telling her there's something wrong, and you know, you you got to stop pushing. There's blood. Yeah. So um, anyway, so Carol, I don't know why I want to say Carol. Lori is because you did it last time. I know. <laughs> so I guess so. Saying it. So Lori's telling her, look, you're going to have to cut this baby out of me. Mm -hmm. I I knew that this might be a possibility. You're going to have to do it. You know, the whole time she's talking and Maggie's kind of crying, going, I can't do that. I can't do it. Because I'm thinking there ain't no anesthesia. Mm -hmm. There ain't no medicine. And when the bitch dies, because she's going to bleed out, because you ain't got a way to stop her or sew it back up. You're going to have to kill her ass. She's going to be a zombie. Yeah, so I'm thinking all that while Maggie's sitting there crying. I'm thinking, ooh, I don't think I could do that. I can do it. Now. But see, what I would have done was I would have cut the bitch first and then, I, I mean, like stabbed her and then cut the baby out. No. Oh, yeah. Because she would have turned into a zombie that much quicker. Yeah, but I would have stabbed her ass in the head. Oh, hell to <clears throat> Oh, yeah, I could do that. Because then the baby, I don't know. I, for, I, I don't know what I would have done, but I wouldn't have wanted to cut into a live, non... You know what? Being in that person. post-apocalyptic world, yeah, I would have done it. But see, I would have been ready. I would have stabbed her ass and then stabbed her forehead. Why would you do that when the baby's not out yet? Well, yeah, okay. I cut the baby out first and stabbed her forehead. Oh, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, I would have. <laughs> and the baby get to make a two-best choice. Well, see, he that's what... Well, that's what I was saying last week. <laughs> what you gonna do with this loud-ass baby? <laughs> Actually, the baby wasn't that loud. But anyway... Well, it's gonna be. <sighs> but, uh, but wait, so... Uh, I did like what she told Carl, though. Well, do you want to go back to Woodbury first? I think it's the last scene. Yeah, back to Woodbury first. So then Andrea gets back to the damn room and tells Michonne, well, I I think we should stay a few more days. I want to stay. Because she want to fuck the governor. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that is. She ain't had nothing in a whole year. (laughs) So she she want to get busy with the governor. That's what that shit is. And Michonne's looking at her like, you crazy bitch. I know. Damn. And what Michonne does, she don't even say a word. She just storms out the room. She just yeah. leaves. Say, oh, I'm leaving this bitch right here. Yep. I think I'd have to leave her. But see, I would have got my knife she and went on. She can't. Oh, hell. She's not going to leave Andrea. Well, see, that's she, her mistake. She needs to. Yeah, that's her mistake. Because she needs to leave that bitch right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we're back to the boiler room, and Ugh, Lori is awful. tearfully telling Carl what a good son he's been, and all this other bullshit. Well, I mean, he has been good, except for all the running off and shit, but that's really her fault. But she's telling you, you're such a sweet boy, and... Don't let this world change you. You're the you. best thing I've ever done, and I love you so much and everything. Which is a good thing, because yeah. that's what she needs to leave him with. I kind of... Um, yeah, I know, agree with her. Lori I, I has annoyed me from season one I until know. now. 
And I've every opportunity I've said, let a zombie bite her ass. But I was tearing up on this scene. I did not tear up at all. With her and Carl saying goodbye. Nope. And then um, I didn't want her, you know, I felt bad for them. I felt bad that she had to go through the situation the way she had to go through it. But I'm sorry. I must be mean or something. But I was just as dry-eyed as all get out because I was glad she was gone. Well, I got teary-eyed maybe probably maybe more with Carl crying or something. I didn't didn't phase me at all. But when she cut through her and she started hollering and shit, I was like, oh, no. I couldn't hardly. This was worse to me than... All the zombie shit in the past. You know what? When you go through labor pains, this is just a movie. I figure, hey, shit. But, but now I have to you, admit, labor I, pains I had fun. to avert my eyes when Maggie was reaching in there digging out that baby. baby. Thank you. Woo! I had to avert my eyes. First of all, I can't watch birthing stuff anyway, even though I've been through it. I yeah. just can't watch it. But then... Cutting someone open and seeing the slice, and the like you said, it, seeing them reach in yeah, there and reach in there and dig that baby Ooh. out. But this is the thing about The Walking Dead that's so awesome. They don't avert the camera. No, they, they don't. just the camera's they right don't. there. They don't. Oh, it was awesome though. That was a that was a good dying scene though yes. and for Lori. A good baby. Fake that's a baby. big ass baby too. Well, you know, that's a fake baby right there. That's a fake baby, but. When, At least they had the baby bloody and goopy and shit. To get the baby to breathe. I kept thinking, okay, now get ready to throw that motherfucker. And then when she <laughs> wait, <laughs> when she turned that baby over to rub its back and his it. face was on her arm, I know. I kept it. thinking it's gonna chomp the shit out of her. <laughs> it's not with a zombie baby with, though, with no teeth. I know, but it's not a zombie baby. It's just. And Shane's then I kept baby. thinking this is taking too long. She's gonna wake up. Y'all gotta get ready. This is the part that got me, though. This is the part that got me. Okay, come on. I know. I was irate. I know. You were dreading. Maggie gets the baby and wraps it up in Carl's shirt. Mm Mm-hmm. And stands up with the baby and keeps the baby. Mm -hmm. And and I'm thinking, okay, is she going to let Carl have the baby so she can take the gun Mm -hmm. and be ready? No. No, she don't. No. She punk bitches out and takes the baby boo-hooing and T-fucking-hand so that Carl has to be the one to, to take shoot care his of his mama. Shoot now, his mama. what kind of a punk bitch move is that? Look, what kind of a punk-ass, bitch-ass move is that? Now, I haven't liked Carl until this season. Yeah. But I, that, I thought that was wrong. All we hear is a gunshot, though. We don't know that he killed her. Oh, she's dead. Because she would have rose up by then if she wasn't. And poor little Carl, next thing you see him is just walking out straight-faced. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, you see them kind of like, you know, looking for him and stuff. No, no, I'm saying the next oh, time yeah, 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 yeah. walking out the room, yeah. he just walks out. He don't say nothing. He don't say nothing he to Maggie, nothing. He, and he just walks past her, and I wouldn't past say the baby and everything. Either. Yeah. That was wrong. Yeah. So then we see Rick, Daryl, and um, uh, Glenn. Is it Glenn? Where the fuck did Glenn? No, Oscar. I was going to say, where did Glenn come from? Yeah, Oscar. And Oscar. Now see, that is not T-Dog. That is T-Dog. Oh, maybe it is. Anyway, we see them 
trying to get out. Oh, there is Glenn. Where the fuck was Glenn then? Well, I don't know, but that—that's what I thought. That anyway, was Glenn. they come up. But with, see now, that's, okay, wait. They come up across a body being eaten by zombies, which is definitely T Dog, and they and they, done ate they killed his him. whole body. Right, up. but then they got Lori's scarf, Carol's. Excuse head me, rag. Carol's red head rag that they, she had on. They find it by the door. And so they assume Carol is dead. And I'm thinking, why are they assuming she's gone? She wow. is not dead. So they run outside the prison and they see Lori, no. excuse me, Beth and Herschel. And they say, okay, where's everybody else? They said, there ain't nobody come out. Ain't nobody come out. All of a sudden, here come Rick's Maggie talking with about, the baby. We got to go back in for him. Here come Maggie and Carl. And Maggie is t- boo-hooing and tea-fucking-heeing. Carl ain't saying a word, and Rick loses his shit. Rick, this is my opinion. The reason why Rick is hollering and crying is because he realizes his son had to kill his mama. Because he knew Well, she, somebody had to kill her. I think his first thing... Because he keeps going, where is she, where is she? Yeah, that's true. Is he's realizing Lori's dead. Yeah. He, I think a lot of it's guilt because he yeah, knows. Yeah, of course he's killed her bad. Look at Carl. Oh, poor little Carl. I know. And then he looks at Carl and realizes that Carl oh, no. did it. And that's what sets him off. That's what sets him off. Is yeah. when he realizes his son had to it's shoot Carl his mama in the head. Now, I did tear up on this scene. I didn't tear up, but, I did, you know. Because I don't like to see... Men cry for some reason. I don't care. <laughs> Damn, Sister Jack. <laughs> cold-hearted snake. I am cold. Shit, I'm old school. I didn't see shit. <laughs> but what cracked me up, though, well, didn't really crack me up. Now, see, I like that. That whole scene. Where Look at Daryl's body language. So yeah. Even Daryl is upset. The one thing that I thought was a tad much. What? Is Rick falling all on the ground. Rolling up and rolling around on the floor, crying. Yeah, because I, I that's thinking, a little. Much. I don't think he would really do that. I don't think so. But but, but I like Daryl's. I'll um, give it to him. I like Daryl's body language. Well, I mean, Daryl is like I know all of them. But because Daryl is hardcore. Carl is just standing there. I know. Looking down. Poor little Carl. Daryl is like all bent over, like shit. Shit. All of them. All are of like, them. Oh, what the mm-hmm. hell! That this was is, an excellent. This episode. is what's been holding this. And see, that's what I like. Oscars out there, Axel's out there, everybody's out there. Yeah. So they're all a group still, but. And I'm guessing they assume since Caroline out there, she died. She died. I, what the whole point is? Now I did watch the Talking Dead, and they point blank asked this one producer, I, which I didn't like her. And all she, I didn't like her either. But all she, she was said was, acting. all she said was. Well, I mean, her, we don't know. I mean, her scarf was found. Well, you know, if you got a prison full of walkers walking around and your headscarf is laying on the floor, yeah, they done got your ass. I don't think they got her. Uh, well, maybe not, but they ain't looking so. for her. Well, because they got other shit to do. His wife, I mean, they outside. They're not going to look for her. Poor Carl. They're assuming she died. Yeah. I don't think she did. And because that body didn't have much clothing on it anymore. Yeah. But I think that was T-Dog. Yeah. I really do. I think, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think it was T-Dog. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so anyway, I was shocked as shit. 
on this episode. I mean, the whole oh, episode. You know what? First of all, okay. Me rolling. First of all, I was, I was, I felt inside. I felt internally uh, uh, hyped up and and tense the whole episode. Yes. And even though I did not like Lori's character and stuff, I was shocked when she died. Yes. And the way she died. The way she died, I was shocked. But the most shocking part of all for me was Tito. 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 I was on gig glue just talking shit. Bitching. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Bitching. Me, me too. Because I could not believe that they killed off Tito. I know. But you know what? This is what made me feel really great. You should have seen all the comments on Twitter. So many people said, I can't believe you killed T-Dog. T-Dog didn't have much dialogue, but he was that quiet giant that we really liked. And when I was watching the Talking Dead afterward, uh, the actor, his name is Iron E., the actor that plays T-Dog, he said he was just so overwhelmed with all of the fan mail and, and the fans liking his character. Yep. And I just want to say that during that episode, he's doing three or four new projects right now. Yeah, but the thing I liked about watching that is, first of all, the host was choked up. He was choked up. He was terrible. And then when they <coughs> were talking about different scenes, mm-hmm. and then they would show like his final yeah. his final take with all the rest of the actors. Mm-hmm. Iron Irony. I can't. I don't know if I'm saying Iron that right. E. Iron E. Was teared up too. His he was. eyes was kind of red and moist. I know. He's a nice guy though. Um, He's really the nice. The host Chris's eyes were kind of red and moist, mm-hmm. and that chick was just sitting. She there was like, one of the producers. Whatever. That's because whatever. I mean, you know, she was one of the writer producers, so you know they wrote that shit up in there. I know, but still, she's a terrible, terrible I, yeah. representative of the producers because, because I've seen other producers there scene, before, and they were a little more animated. Well, I haven't really watched that show before, but what I'm saying I is. Have. Any other show, when they talk to, like, with Game of Thrones, when they talk to the directors of Game of Thrones and they say, hey, is so-and-so going to die? They go, you know what? You're going to have to watch and see, but we do have a lot of interesting... They go on. All she could say was, well, you never know. Bitch, obviously that means somebody's going to die or somebody's not dead. Oh, is Carol dead? Well... You never know. That's what she's I mean, she's all alone in that prison. Okay, obviously that means she's not dead. Mm. You are a terrible secret keeper if if that's (laughs) what you're trying to do. Why do they have her dumb butt on the show? Anyway, anyway. Anyway, that's my opinion of her. But, I mean, that episode... Was just so so shocking. It was in so many levels. Yeah, I love that we got back to our main crew. Yeah, but we also got to see part of Michonne and Andrea and what's going on with them. Yes, which I love because they're going to converge. Oh yes, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I mean, just the way that they did the everything and the heightened tension. And everything on this episode was, I think, was the best episode. One of the best episodes ever. I think so, too. Ever. I think one of the best episodes so far this season. Yeah. yeah. Ever. Oh, definitely of the season. But I mean of the whole series. It was yeah. just, oh, it was awesome. It was good. Okay, did we get any feedback? We showed it. Okay. Okay, our first email is from Tina. Hey, Tina. Sisters. I am so excited that you ladies are doing a Walking Dead podcast. 
as this email is definitely coming from a sister's point of view. Uh-oh, go on. Actually, let me rephrase this. I am an angry black woman right now, and I think that your podcast is the only place where I can really voice my pain. Go, Come on with it. What the fudge was Robert Kirkman doing? Yep. No, I don't read the comics, so maybe this same storyline was captured in the book. But let me say this. Why do they keep killing the black folks? Thank you. There are only so many on the show as it is. Who thinks the black people won't survive the apocalypse or a natural disaster? Thank you. I mean, anyone who watches the news will notice that people absent of color often go on strolls or when a hurricane is coming or chase storms during Category 3 storms. People of color, we run for safety. (laughs) You go, girl. Stranded on rooftops for seven days, we survive. Thank you. We are forced to. Thank you. One of your... As one of you commented last week, there must be a black people quota. It reminds me of the process of residential segregation. Mm -hmm. Once the neighborhood, i.e. the crew in this case, reaches a racial tipping point, there is a move or get rid of uh, to get rid of people of color. Of course, I doubt that anyone will acknowledge the death of T-Dog as being tied to race or subtle racism. Oh, it was all over the internet. After all, he was bitten, a casualty of war, and he died defending Carol. What a noble cause. Mm-hmm. I am still outraged and pissed. First of all, first of all, first of all, <laughs> pour me a couple of drinks, 90 proof, please. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> How shocked were you that the prisoner who escaped ended up being the psychopath? Oh, I was shocked. God, you know what? And even though I saw the brown hand at the very beginning, I had totally forgotten about Andrew. And I Me thought, too. I actually thought he was dead. So when he come busting out, I was shocked thinking, well, who the hell? I was shocked that Andrew survived. Yes. yes. And I kept thinking, well, maybe he's a zombie. I thought, no, zombies nope. aren't that coordinated. So. Nope. And not that smart. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, gotta love this form of colorblind casting. In the comic, he was not black. A great way to change the story around and another way to get rid of another black man. Mm. I thought she said she didn't read the comics. Mm. Well, whatever. Anyway, then there is Carl. He is going to be a psychopath for sure. Yep. He witnessed the birth of his brother and killed his mother. First of all, first of all, I need another drink. (laughs) At this point, I'm a little worried about Michonne. While I know that she is prominent in the comic book story, the network executives and writers might think she's a bit colorful, bit too colorful for this show. They might develop Andrea into a white Michonne. Michonne, you better run, girl. Mm. Leave them folks in the suburbs. Ain't that the truth? Find you a set of brothers, cut their jaws off, and keep moving. Ain't that the truth? One last thing. Robert Kirkman visited my school last Tuesday, he's from Kentucky, and talked about the show and filming locations. The town of Woodbury is actually a small town called Sonoya, I don't know, outside of Atlanta, and he gets tax credits for employing people from Georgia. I guess he doesn't go to Atlanta that often. Well, sisters, thank you for allowing me to testify and flip out. Pouring a glass of Moscato on the curb for my dead homie, (laughs) Tina. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Tina. That was... <laughs> Thank you for that email. That was you know what? Ranting. You know what, sister girl? You can rant here any day because let me tell you, when I was watching this episode like the first time, I was on Get Glue complaining my ass off. Why they got to kill the brother? Well, you know? Kill two brothers. Well, yeah. Yeah. 
But I didn't mind them killing Andrew, though. No, no. But T-Dog, oh, hell no. And you know what? Had to make I must say, though, I must say that on Gig Glue, everybody was upset. All colors of people. They was upset about yeah. T-Dog going. Yep. It's not that anybody objects to Oscar. A lot of the people on Twitter and Get Glue, they like Oscar because they like the fact that when it came his time, he wasn't begging Rick for shit. Yeah. He wasn't begging nothing, and they liked that. But they didn't like the fact that T-Dog had to go just to make room for Oscar. But Oscar's the new T-Dog. He's the new black person in the group. Yep. And we didn't like that, but. You know, uh, so yeah, always feel free to come here and vent with us because yeah. I be venting online with that shit because, yeah, I don't like that mess. But thank you for that email. Yeah, we had some of the same comments that mm-hmm. you had. So. We did. We did. Okay, well, our next piece of feedback is a voicemail. Okay, cool. Let me play that now. Okay. Hello, sisters. This is Tori. Let me first start out by saying thanks for doing the podcast. I enjoy you guys' podcasts just as much, or if not more, than the shows that you guys podcast about. So, thank you. Well, this episode, in my opinion, was the best episode of this whole series, even though one of my favorite characters died, which is T-Dog. It made me sad to see him go, but, it, you know, it breathed new life in the show for me, you know, it made me, like, really care about the characters all over again. Um, even though I was ready for Lori to go, I mean, really ready, the actor that plays Rick made me sad that she died. Like, he he made you, like, feel so much like, oh, what really was at stake, you know, just because, I mean, everybody, no, nobody liked her. So, but, you know, he loved her. So, and he... he got that across and he you know, he made me feel and he does this show a lot of a lot of justice and this you know, he's a good actor. He lets you know where Rick is coming from and how he's feeling emotionally and and all that. And this is coming from somebody who I have read the comics and he is a good fit and he, he plays a, makes a good Rick, you know. Um a character I was wanted to talk about is Cassandra. Oh, Andrea. Not Andrew, my bad. Um, Andrea is really drinking the Kool-Aid over there. Like, she really wants to stay in Woodbury. She, and she's coming up with all these excuses and talking to moral of all people. Like, when he loses a hand and now he's, like, the moral authority of who's a good man, he's not even a good man. So how can he tell you who's a good man and you know that he's not a good man? I mean, and, but... It's not surprising because a season and a half ago, she wanted to blow herself up in the CDC. So, I mean, that's just her. But Michonne doesn't know none of this stuff, but she needs to uh, just do it to her because she's going to drag her drag her down. She needs to go ahead and leave her where she is because she's like, she wants to stay there. She's, she's stuck. And that's about it. I'll, I'll call you guys next week. After the next episode, and peace. Well, thank you, Tori, for that uh, wonderful voicemail. That was great, girl. And you know what, Tori? I agree with your assessment of Andrea. And that is, yeah, 
She she's wants drinking to, that Kool-Aid. She's drank that Kool-Aid, girl. And I agree with you. Michonne need to just leave her there and go. But she won't probably. I don't think so. Yeah. She won't probably. But, yeah, T-Dog dying was just so shocking to me. But you know what, though? Um, your comment about Lori dying and how, you know, you felt bad when Rick was feeling bad. I didn't feel shit. Because I wanted Lori gone, so I'm glad she's gone. I'm well, sorry. I mean, I agree with Tori. I wanted her gone, too. But when it got down to the point of her leaving in the way she did, it was kind of shocking that they did it that way, first of all. Well, and second, now, the way she went, that was yeah, shocking. the way that she yeah, went was But I'm not bad. glad she, I, I'm not sorry she's gone. And though. then seeing, you know, what Carl had to do yeah, bothered me. And then seeing Rick's reaction also did make you feel the sadness of what had happened. I must be cold because I didn't feel no sadness. You are. I didn't feel no sadness. I, okay, Rick was l- falling on the floor crying. Well, okay, and that's all I thought. Anyway, thank you, Tori, though, cold for that. E- <laughs> thank you for that wonderful voicemail. Thank you, Tori. All right. Okay, our next email is from Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Hey, Sister K- Jay and Sister K. How are you, ladies? I'm fine and loving the season. Let's get started. Okay. Take a drink, y'all. All right. T-Dog, I can't believe you're gone. Darn you, AMC runs off and cries. She puts <laughs> Carol, stay hidden if you're okay. They will find you. I think she's alive. Just because they found the scarf does not mean she's dead. Maybe she See, is alive. I agree with Danielle. I hope she is. I kind of like Carol. Yep. Rick Tater. Don't be hard on Carl. He did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. I am sure it was not easy for him to do so. Mm-hmm. Also, try to have a little trust in Doug and Axel. Doug just saved your life after all. No, that's Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he is going to be mad at Carl. I think he's sad. He's sad that Carl, that Carl had, to, had to be the one to do yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be mad. No, he's not mad. Yeah. And I think he is going to trust those guys now. Yep. He might come back later and be a mistake, but we don't know yet. I think he'll trust them. Yeah. He'll definitely trust Oscar because Oscar could have killed him. Could have could have shot him too, but he didn't. He, you know, gave him the gun back. So, Daryl, kicking zombie ass and still looking cool doing it. Mhm. Carl, you did what you had to do. It was not easy and no one blames you for it. You still you will still have your memories. And you now have a little sister you can share them with. See, I don't think they oh, told Oh, is that a girl? Well, I don't think they told us if it was a girl or a boy. I don't remember them saying what the gender was. I don't either. Hmm. But Toya said it was a boy hmm. on her email. And now Danielle says it's a girl. Hmm. Um, uh, Lori, I am glad you're gone only because you won't be annoying. <laughs> I am yeah. Sad, I am sad you're gone because Carl and baby girl will be without their mama. Hmm. Andrew. I get you're mad that Rick Tater tried to kill you, but really, you not only endangered everyone, you also could have gotten yourself killed. Exactly. Which is so true. I mean, them zombies was so be, stupid. Them zombies is going to be chomping up your ass after they chomped well, they up everybody be else's. Overrun. Yeah. The whole place is going to be overrun. Mm. Um, he didn't think about that, though. I guess not. He was just trying to seek revenge. Yeah. Um, Merle, what are you up to? Hmm. Don't be trying to get Daryl to do anything bad. Mm. Andrea, are you really crushing on the governor? Yep. Ew. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. <coughs> he is not appealing. 
Michonne, so tell me about yourself. Hello? Michonne, hello? <laughs> Maybe next episode. I want to know more about her other than she can kick zombie butt with her sword. I know. They need a backstory episode on her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Governor, what is up with those heads in the fish tank? Ew, what are you hiding? Yep. Glenn and Maggie, aw, love them. Herschel, glad you're okay and walking. Danielle. Uh, well, thank, thank you, Danielle. Yeah, thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Danielle. And, you know, I don't care about Glenn or Maggie. And I like I like them. They're okay, but, and, I mean, if Herschel, oh, Herschel would have died, that'd been all right with me, I too. I like them, but I'm really annoyed with Maggie and how she punked out. Well, you know. And all that boohooing and teehing and shit. Well, but, you know, she didn't want to cut her, her ass. Mama. She didn't want to cut her up. Well, wasn't her mama. Anyway, thank you, Danielle, for that thank email. Thank you, Danielle. Okay, our next email is from, uh, who is it from? Oh, Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth. Hey, sisters. It took me a while to catch up on The Walking Dead and your podcast so far. I'm so glad to be listening to you discuss one of my favorite shows after Game of Thrones. Okay, yeah, right. (laughs) First of all, drink. Okay. The good. This show has made me cringe, made me feel sick to my stomach, and made me cheer. Yeah. But I never thought it would make me cry, especially over the death of Lori. Mm. But her final scene with Carl put me through the ringer. And Andrew Lincoln's acting when Rick realizes what happened to Lori was amazing. One of the best bits of all three seasons so far, I think. Also, way to go, Oscar. That man has dignity. I hope he stays around. Me too. Well, shit, I do too now that T-Dog's gone. Yeah. Then, the what the fuck. I guess The Walking Dead follows soap opera rules. No one is really gone unless you see their body or their shuffling zombie corpse. Yep. So even though we heard the off-camera screams of the You Better Run Prisoner after Rick closed the gate on him in episode two, yep. he miraculously survived long enough to get an axe, steal a deer from, the, from a group of hungry walkers, and make his way through a zombie-infested cell block to hook up a generator. Yep. Yep. On the plus side, does this mean there is a chance Carol is still alive? Could be. I think so. I couldn't tell if the body they found was Carol or T-Dog. Either way, why didn't they stab that body in the head? What the fuck? The bad. Speaking of T-Dog, no! (laughs) I know it! The poor guy finally gets some lines, and then he's zombie chow. Yep. I am not happy. Yeah, that was the most dialogue he said. Well, see, there you go. That was our clue. Mm-hmm. I understand why. <coughs> excuse me. I understand why Andrea is with Michonne. Who wouldn't want to be with that kick-ass, awesome woman? Thank you. But why is Michonne with Andrea? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I'd leave her as. Speaking of Andrea, now that Lori won't be clutching her fake pregnant belly anymore, I have three kids, and I never did that. Absolutely. And I never did either. Absolutely. I suppose not. we drink each time Andrea sticks out her chest. Ain't that the trip? It happens. Oh, a, yeah. It happens a lot. I'm just saying. She I'm, is so right. I nominate her to be the next head in the governor's tank. Mm, mm, Can't wait mm. to hear what you ladies think of episode four, Elizabeth, who now closes her blinds. Thank you, Elizabeth, for that email. And Thank you know Elizabeth. what, Elizabeth? You are so right with that bit of trivia. She does. When she's around the governor, she sticks out her chest. <laughs> she stands up he for that much straighter. Catch. 
Yeah, she's trying to catch. She's trying to catch her something. Mm. He might kick that hoe out the bed and put her in. Yeah, could be. A new hoe. Mm-hmm. Okay, and our last email of the evening, just in under the wire, is from our friend Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Little, little short Jackie. Fellow petite. Okay, the subject line is, what the fuck? Yep. WTF. I know. Hi, lovely sisters. Holy crap, what the hell did we just watch? The title of the episode, Killer Within, must be referring to Andrew in the prison, Yep. Lori's baby, and Carl having to put down Lori, right? Not T-Dog. He finally gets a few more lines, and they were just (laughs) setting him up to have a noble death. Yep. Come on, show. Don't think we didn't notice you guys substituting one bald black guy for another bald exactly, black guy. Exactly. You guys can have more than one minority character of the same gender at a time, you know. Mm. Obviously, they can't. Yep. And if they let that Asian, um, the Asian dude who is... Glenn. No, the Asian dude who's helping the governor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they let him have a more prominent role than Glenn's next... Yeah, that's, you know what? That's a point. You know it. So That is to, a point. We need to oh, protect my our Glenn. Yeah, because Glenn, I like, I like Glenn. Glenn. I like Glenn. Yes. Damn that Lori for making me tear up at her death. Mm. I was so ready to cheer, but her damn speech to poor Carl was just heartbreaking. Mm. As soon as Lori realized she was pregnant, she must have seen it as a death sentence because of her previous C-section. There's no way that that skinny bitch could have squeezed out Shane's giant head. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> you go, Jackie. Ooh. That is so true. Speaking of which, what the hell are Maggie and Glenn doing for contraception? See, I was wondering that. Thank too. you. Because I would definitely not want to be pregnant during hell the zombie no. apocalypse. Mm, mm, mm. Because as hot as Glenn was shirtless, that boy can damn well finish his own self off. Get your little swimmers away from Maggie, Glenn. Oh, Lord, have mercy! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Glenn, hey, look, all, they're making all the women be horny on this show. Yeah. There was Carol trying to get with Daryl. Yep. Maggie and Glenn. Yep. And uh, Carl Andrea, and Beth. No, Andrea. Well, that's Carl, not Beth. And Andrea trying to get with the governor. Yeah. Andrew Lincoln totally killed his scene at the end. When he realized that his son had to shoot his own mother like old Geller. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I cried at old Geller. I cried my eyes out at that movie. I can't watch old Geller. I cried my eyes out. Oh, my God. I love that movie. She said when he realized that his son had to shoot. His own mother, like Old Yeller, his grief was so hard to watch. Oh, yeah. Rick's going to go on a guilt-ridden rampage now that he realizes that he set that little shit Andrew free to wreak havoc. Yep. I am so damn tired of Woodbury already. I am too, a little bit. They should call that whole mess Wood Boring. (laughs) I like the Woodbury. Well, I only like it because Michonne's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get that the governor is a creepy asshole who looks like a total sex offender. <laughs> Andrea, <laughs> oh my goodness. I agree with you, Jackie. Yeah. Andrea is totally thinking with her lady parts. Thank you. Michelle needs to stop wasting her time throwing angry side eyes at everybody and just get the fuck off while she can. Yeah. 
Just as leave. As dumb as Andrea is, I can't blame her for wanting to believe that Michonne is just paranoid, though. If I was her, I'd be anybody's bitch if they could supply me with a hot shower food and booze. Mm. <laughs> Lord have mercy. In that time, shoot. Mm. On that note, sorry for the long-ass email, ladies. Thanks for another awesome podcast, and I can't wait to hear your and everyone else's feedback. R.I.P. T-Dog. Rest in peace. I know. Jackie. Thank you, Jackie, for that long-ass email, Jackie. But that was a great that email, though. Yeah, well, it was kind of long. But you know long. what? Um, yeah, I would you. I'm a little bit bored with the Woodbury thing. They need to come on with it now and get it done. I'm a little bit bored with, okay, it's been at least by the morning and the evening, it's been at least two days. That Michonne should get the hell up. Yeah. And go on and leave. No. And if Andrea don't want to go, then go on without her dumb ass. I, I do agree with that. Part. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they need to get on with it. So, yeah, I agree with that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, I, I'm hoping by the next episode we can get on with Woodbury. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it'll be that quick. Then we we'll have to come back to it. Mm-hmm. But we have some movement on. Or movement or something. On something of that. Yeah. You know? Okay, well, that was all the feedback we had. I did want to give a shout out to Marco, who him and I were chit-chatting on Get Glue um, after the episode and during the Talking Dead about the show and and the podcast and everything. So, hey, Marco. Hey, Marco. You're going to have to send us some feedback now. Yeah, send us an email or a voicemail. Something. And I want to thank everyone who has um, been commenting on Facebook. Yes. We have had a lot of great comments, and and we appreciate it and would read all of them, but that would make our podcast way longer. Way too long. Although, we've had three-hour podcasts before. Yeah, but so. that would be way too long, so, yeah. yeah. Just know that we really do appreciate yes, it. Yes, and we love interacting with you. Mm-hmm. So, for next week, now that we are caught up, Yay. send us your feedback. Um, to sisterspeak at gmail.com our website is sisterspeakpodcast.com we are on twitter at underscore sister j and underscore sister k yep and um, we also as we said multiple times talk on get glue during the episode yep you can find us there with sister j and sister k mm-hmm. and our voicemail number I think I haven't said that yet on this one. Yep. Is 972-755-1215. Or you can send us an audio file that we would love to play on the podcast. Sure. Okay. All right. That's it for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time.